Joy 99.7 FM, radio for the discerning listener. Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterbill. And now, today's Word. The scriptures teach us how to live righteously in an evil and fallen world. It's a source of discipline. And note how the Bible says it is instruction for righteousness. The way God deals with people in the Bible is a warning to us. Through the lives of others, we learn to live uprightly. So there is doctrine. Everybody say doctrine. Reproof. Correction. Instruction. Not all the Bible is doctrine. Not all of it is correction. Not all of it is reproof. And not all of it is instruction in righteousness. Now you have to be able to find each one and where it fits. And that's why studying the Bible takes a lot of effort. It's great to do your morning devotion and read a verse and read uh, a commentary, maybe what I've written about that verse or somebody else has written, but that is not enough to study the Bible. To really study the Bible, you have to go beyond that. You have, in addition to that, you have to go beyond. And I'm gonna show you some of the important things you must be doing when you want to study the Bible. But note, it is not all doctrine. Not everything in the Bible is doctrine. Some is exposing error is exposing error so if you read for example that Elisha was upset because some people uh, teased him about his bald head and he caught bears and they ate the children up you have to determine is it a doctrine is it a reproof is it a correction is it instruction in righteousness in other words is that how God wants us to behave or it is correcting us, telling us that there are ways in which powerful men can use their power wrongly. What is God saying? Because if you don't know the difference, you're going to say, well, Elijah called bears, I also call bears. Or, or, or David did this, so I will also do it. Solomon did this, I will do that. Is it doctrine? Is it reproof? Is it correction? Is it instruction? It's very, very critical. And for people who don't know the difference, they pick anything in the Bible and say, well, it's in the Bible. Read your Bible, it's in it, black and white. Read your Bible. Have you heard people sometimes say, it's in it, black and white. And yes, it's in it, but what is it? Is it doctrine? Is it reproof? Is it correction? Is it instruction? Just because it's there black and white does not mean it is a Christian doctrine. You have to get that principle right. All right. Now, the attitude 
with which we approach the Bible is important for us to get the right meaning. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Very, very instructive word. Very, very instructive. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Note that phrase. And if the Bible is yours, you can underline it. Rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, if you can rightly divide the word of truth, then it means you can also wrongly divide the word of truth. It is possible to, to crucify the Bible. The word or the phrase rightly dividing means cutting straight. And it can be applied to many different tasks. When a plowman, a farmer is plowing his farm, he has to plow in straight lines. In the days of Paul, they, they used oxen and you plowed right. So it's a right line. You have to establish the right line. But not only that, it also means that cutting straight. And many people believe that when Paul wrote rightly dividing the word of truth, as a matter of fact, in the Greek, it says rightly cutting the word of truth. They believe that Paul, because he was a tent maker, Paul was a tent maker, and making tents, if, if you want to make the right tent, you have to cut your patterns right. And so when he says rightly dividing the word of truth, it means that every part must be cut right. Otherwise, when you come to sow them, they won't fit. So when we approach the scripture, we must rightly cut it, rightly divide it. And I showed you the division. What is doctrine? What is reproof? What is correction? What is instruction? You have to rightly divide them. If you don't, you're going to mix them all up and you're going to make a reproof, a doctrine. Now, the attitude with which you approach the scripture is very important. And I'm going to show you four important attitudes you should have any time you approach the word of God. Number one, you have to accept the Bible as God's word. Every effort to understand God's word starts when we submit to its authority. When we acknowledge the Bible as the word of God, we place it above our own words and our own views. It is God's word. You have to place it above you. It's bigger than you. It's not your opinion. It is God's word. You have to accept it as God's word. Secondly, you have to approach it prayerfully. Every word of God is spirit-breathed or came by inspiration. And so it's important that the Holy Spirit helps us in understanding. You approach the word of God prayerfully. That you ask God to open your heart Ask God to teach you. Ask God to help you understand. It's very important. Prayerfully, respectfully, humbly. If you approach the word of God with pride, you can't learn. If you approach the word thinking that you are the one with the latest revelation in the world, you will come with error. You have to approach humbly and prayerfully, seeking God to guide you. Number three, when you read the Bible, 
apply yourself to diligent study. That's what Paul is telling Timothy. Study to show yourself approved. Be diligent. Remember that one verse of the Bible does not mean a doctrine. We must meticulously study what is being, has been written. The reason we must study it is because we are far removed from a lot of the events. We are minimum 2,000 years away from the events of the last writers of the Bible. So there is a historical, language, cultural, geographical difference. And some of the cultures there have different meanings today. And you have to be very meticulous. You have to really take your time. And don't rush to say, well, this is what I got. Now, normally when you're doing like your daily devotion and you read a passage, you can instantly receive a word that inspires you. It is just for a particular season of your life. Maybe you just read a verse about uh, Peter walking on water and it inspires you to believe that you can also overcome your challenge. And that is right. That is okay. That is immediate inspiration. But if you really want to study the Bible, you have to go beyond just getting words for the moment. You know, it's like people who want to, to hear from God and they take their Bible and, and they just say, God, wherever I open to speak to me. And they, they open and point their fingers somewhere. And sometimes you don't like the verse you point to. Has it happened to you before? You open to the verse, you didn't like it, and you say, God, please, I'll try again. Speak to me again, Lord, speak to me again. Now, normally we do that when we want an inspiring word for the moment. But really, instead of just looking for an inspiring word for the moment, you have to know the mind of God, the counsel of God. You have to be in a place where something happens, you can put it in the larger context of God's word. Because when you study in the larger context, life makes sense. If you only study for inspiration, a lot of things in life, you wonder, is God there? If God is there, why? If God is there, why? If why, 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 why did God allow it? Now you have to understand, God is bigger than you. He's the creator of history and time and the universe. You have to place human experience in the context of the larger revelation of who God is. But for most Christians, the Bible is only a source of one verse inspiration. And if you do that, life will confuse you. You have to go beyond just one verse inspiration to studying to know the doctrine and the guiding life and how God sees life and how we must see life. It's very important. All right, so apply yourself to diligent study. And number four, this is so important. Allow the scriptures to speak to you instead of you speaking to the scripture. Instead of forcing your meaning into the scripture, let the scripture speak to you. You don't make up your mind before you approach the scripture. Accept that you don't know everything you do. You know only in part. Now, normally when I'm, I'm going to preach or when I start studying a passage and, and most of the things I preach, I preach them because I'm just studying the scripture on my own reading 
and, and something strikes me and, and then I put that little thought down and save it and later go and study more on it and over time I build a sermon around it but most of the time I, I, I go where the scripture is leading me I don't know where I will end I don't know how it will be at the end I just follow the scripture and what it is teaching me and I do my cross references and gradually I grow what I'm studying but if you go and say I want a word on this you're going to cook up words which are not there because instead of the scripture speaking to you you are speaking to the scripture so you are it's not God has spoken to you you have you have spoken to God and a lot of doctrines which are destructive has come about because instead of we allowing God to speak to us we spoke our mind and try to look for the verses that support our mind it is God speaking not you speaking all right so allow the scriptures to speak to you there is I have developed a system for properly balancing the word balancing the word rightly balancing the word and I'm going to just show you two scriptures and I'll show you that system and it's not just my system it is a generally accepted theological position but I've put it in simpler ways that I think you can follow first go with me to 1st Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10 to 11 and then later we'll look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 to 21 1st Corinthians chapter 3 10 to 11 says according to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder I have laid the foundation another builds on it let each one take heed how he builds on it for no other foundation can any lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ note that no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid Jesus Christ Jesus is the foundation Ephesians 2 19 to 21 now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets note the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple so when you read the Bible there is a foundation and there are other foundations that build on it there is a base you can't just interpret it the way you feel you start with building the foundation so this is how the foundation works the first block of the foundation is the life and words of Jesus Christ that is the first block of the foundation when when you study in the scripture the most important and the most authoritative basis for interpretation is the life and words of Jesus Christ I've said it many times we are Christians not Davidians we are not Jeremiahites we are not Paulites we are not Abrahamites we are not Mosesites. We are Christians. We are named after Jesus. 
So he is the foundation. Jesus is the foundation. Now, so once you establish Jesus as the foundation, others come on top. So what is the next for us to understand the systems of the Bible? The next is the teachings of the apostles of Jesus. The words and life of Jesus, you find them in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The teachings of the apostles of Jesus, you find them from the book of Acts to the book of Revelation. Christian doctrine is based on Jesus and the apostles. Revelation, inspiration, interpretation, illumination, application. Get a deeper understanding of God's word with God Has Spoken, a landmark teaching by Dr. Mensah Otebil on how to relate to the scriptures. When you're studying the scripture, the most important and the most authoritative basis for interpretation is the life and words of Jesus Christ. We are Christians, not Davidians. We are not Jeremiahites. We are not Paulites. We are not Abrahamites. We are not Mosesites. We are Christians. We are named after Jesus. Get your copies of God Has Spoken by Dr. Mensah Otebil. Available in five-pack audio series. Contact Auto Bookshop Christ Temple now. 233-302-688-000 or email autobookshop at centralgospel.com Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call Plus 233-302-688-000.